What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Also, check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Um, I'm so happy uh, to have everybody who listens. And thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess, here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brandon Tess, if your ex drinking buddy i'm your host brennan tassif if you're new to the program quick rundown of the show i used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy it was my favorite thing to do hang out with friends get drunk do drugs get in all sorts of trouble and then reminisce about crazy old stories i am sober now but that is still one of my favorite things to do hang out with somebody and reminisce about the good old days most weeks i'll be joined by a guest this week is no exception all the way from beantown now in new york city ryan o'toole yo what's up What's up, man? Not much. I was just going to say, like, right before this podcast started, we had to be quiet for 10 seconds. Whenever, like, there's a rule that I can't do something, you know, like, I was, like, looking at you and you're not making eye contact. I just wanted to, like, kick something or, like, I wanted to, like, I was, like, counting the 10 seconds in my head and it felt like I counted down from, like, 48. (laughs) And I just wanted to fucking scream, dude. Well, I'm so happy you came on the show, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having Long me. time coming. Plug everything up front. Tell uh, everybody where they can find you, what shows you have coming out. This will come see. out in 10 days. This will come out in 10 days. Uh, what's today? October, September 27th? Yes. 28th? Uh, I don't know. Just follow me on Instagram at it's Ryan O'Toole, I-T-S, Ryan O'Toole, uh, Ryan O'Toole Podcast. Every Friday, I'm on Amazon Live. Amazon line. Uh, yeah, selling shit on Amazon.com. It's kind of like Home Shopping Network. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell shit on there. Uh, what do you sell? Literally anything that's like, it could be vitamins, it could be fucking uh, clothing, it could be... Um, Whose is it? Is it yours and you just sell it online? So I work for a company oh, and okay. they buy shit and sell it and I'm just the fucking... You're the voice. I'm the fucking uh, Billy Mays of this Amazon company. You know? There you go. Big inf- Florida guy. I believe Billy Mays was a Florida guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a big in- influence to me. So <laughs> having a job where I could just act crazy and sell shit on- online on like a live stream is it's what I do every Friday from 10 o'clock to 1. I'll be on there Thursday. Well, th- this is coming out in 10 days. But yeah, every fucking Friday, tune in. Um, and then you also have the betting podcast, right? I do. Yeah, I'm recording a football gambling podcast, UCB betting. Uh, we're doing that. We just go over games. And I, I'll say this: I stopped gambling a few years ago. I bet one game so far this year, but I used to gamble every single day, you know. And I'm very glad the way football is going this year that I'm not gambling <laughs> yeah, right, right now, because I'd be. I went to bed the other day. I was actually at the sports book in New Jersey the other day, and. I was like, oh, I want to put a bet in before I get out of here. And I liked it. it was a San Francisco Denver game. And I went to bed and I didn't bet the game. And I ended up going to bed and I woke up the next day. It was 11 to 10. Yeah. And I was like, thank Christ I didn't it bet. It was a horrible far. game. I would have. Yeah, it was a terrible game. I've yeah. been betting. I've been getting lucky this year. I've been betting a lot on the Jags. So. Yeah. No, that's, yeah that's money lines. Money lines. Out. Yeah. I've been making a lot of money. Uh, I wanted to talk about you. 
to start the show because everybody who listens knows how we kind of do this. I wanted to get to know Ryan O'Toole um, because you are very um, bombastic, I guess is the word. You're very kind of, yeah, you're very. I I don't know what that word means. In your face. It's a shaggy song. You're very much. You're very much Ryan O'Toole at all times. How did you get into comedy, stand-up, doing stand-up? Um, I started with, like, improv God, in high school. seems to be a running theme on this show. Yeah, dude. In high school, I started doing improv. I was, like, fucking around in high school. Like, I barely got out. I got out of high school. I did graduate high school, but, like, going into my senior year, it was... Um, it was a challenge if I was going to graduate because I fucked off so much my first couple years. And, like, yeah. I didn't... I was, like, behind on... I, I needed like multiple math classes and multiple multiple English. Like my junior year of high school, I I just didn't do English. Class. Did you play sports or anything in high and school? I played freshman football, but I okay. sucked. And I and this is in Boston, right? A Peabody, which is a suburb of Boston, okay, like fifteen to twenty miles outside. Okay, um, but no, I never really played sport. I just drank and fucked. When did around. you start drinking? When I was fifteen. Okay. Like 15 or 16. So, like in high school, sophomore, like junior. Tenth, tenth grade is yeah, when okay. I really, really started like really? <laughs> getting shit-faced every weekend. Really? Yeah. So, what brought you to – how did you get into improv? So, so uh, oh, yeah. So, I was fucking I, – I, I feel I, – I remember putting it down because I didn't know what it was. But a teacher was telling me, you need to do this class. So, I put it down. She's like, no, you got you to gotta do this class. Like, it's good for you and stuff like that. And then the next year, I remember it was the first day of school and I had it, my first period of senior year of high school. And I didn't even know what improv was. You had an dude. improv class? Yeah. Okay. I didn't even, I literally didn't even know what improv was. And then I remember going to class and I was like, this is like cheating. Like, I feel like this isn't, like, I'm like, is this actually a class right now? Like, this is actually school? And then that's how I got hooked. And then I was in drama club. Like, my senior year was just improv and drama. And okay. And then I continued to do... Uh, improv when I got out of high school. Did you go to college after high school? No. So what did you, you just hanging out in Boston doing improv? Yeah, I was like working at, I was just like working jobs. Okay. Bullshit jobs. Did you have any aspirations? Because it, I mean, to go from working bullshit jobs and just like doing improv mm-hmm. on the side to moving to one of the greatest cities in the world pursuing comedy, that's kind yeah. of a big leap. So, so how did was, you get there? Because, well, so then a couple of years after I started acting, I started doing acting classes and fucking around. And then next thing I knew, like before I knew it, I was in acting classes like five nights a week and then doing and, improv and is, every, in Boston, okay. doing improv like every night of the week I possibly really? could. Really? Okay. So you got like really into it. You got yeah. So on. then I was like, dude, I'm doing this every night. And I was like, I want to, I wanted to go to acting school and uh, I did. So then I got into an acting school in New York, the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute. Shouts out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shout out Hyman Roth, Godfather 2. Uh, but he, but getting in there, then I was like, oh, I, how did you, I had something. I just, I'm obsessed with details. How did you get in there? Did you have to like make a reel? Did you have people helping you? Did so you just I, look it up online? Like, how did that even the happen? The first time I heard of it was, um, some kid was in an acting class I was doing in Boston and was just murdering. Like, I was like, this guy isn't unbelievable actor and then i remember i asked him i was like dude where did you like and then he started talking about like method acting and then he went to this school and i remember looking it up online while i was at class and they had an orientation like within like a week yeah like an open house type thing and i was like all right and then i remember buying a train ticket and i was like i'm, I'm just going to new york for a day and i just want to see what this school is like 
And I did. And I went to the open house and I was like, I got to fucking come to this place. Okay. So that's... Because that's the thing that kind of frustrates me is a lot of people think with what we do with comedy and stuff that we're just kind of winging it, that we have no real aspiration, that we're just kind of bullshitting around. And it's like, no, like this is this is fucking hard work. And like what you said, like you bought a ticket, you came up, you checked it out and you're like, I have to do this. So it's not 100 percent. We're not all just like floating in the ether like, oh, we like to talk about our dick. Let's not write a lot of them off, though. There are a lot of people that are not doing that. (laughs) Let's let's not give a fucking hall pass to a a good chunk of people. No, that's 100 percent true. But it's always fascinating to me because the fact that we're all in New York doing it means mm-hmm. we all had bigger aspirations and we're pushing to accomplish those things. Without a doubt. So the fact that you, because it seems like seemingly on your own, like you didn't have like a parent behind you or somebody being no. like, you should act. Like this is what we're going to no. do. Like I did have, my mom's very supportive in the sense that like I remember when I told her, because um, at the time I was bartending and it was like, I was also at a point in my life where I was partying, I was gambling a lot and I was partying a lot. And I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was I was younger. I was, you know, like, it was a fun time to do it. Like, cause again, I didn't go to college. So I kind of like, I feel like I got like the college experience, like drinking and banging girl, like doing all that stuff. I feel like I got that in through bartending. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, 100%. That, yeah. Like I got all like that energy and that stuff out of me. Like I did four years of bar t- backing and bartending. So I, when did you, did you start that like after high school? Like no, 18, 19? No, a couple 19? years. I, okay. worked, I worked printing the newspaper at the Boston Globe and I worked like some like odd jobs and shit, but I started in 2015. How old were you then? 22. 22? Okay. And that's when you started bartending? 21. Maybe it was 2014 I started. Okay. No, I started when I was 22. I just turned 20. I just turned 22. Okay. And so then you kind of got your college experience hanging out at the bars and doing that. Yeah. Like, cause then it was like, I was social with people and then it was like all that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I felt, I, I never wanted to go to college. Okay. If I, if I ever wanted to go to college, I would have just wanted to go to like some, like looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have went to like Emerson or NYU or like some like art school or something like that. But at the time, if you would have asked me, I would have wanted to go to like LSU or a Alabama. party school. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like a big football school and yeah. shit. That's what I would have wanted to do. Absolutely. I had no inspiration, like no. But then again, I was like, I barely graduated high school, you know? Yeah. So. so when you ended up, so you bartended, ended up having a good time. And then you went to, when did you go to the acting school? How old were you when you applied and 25. got in? Okay. So this is just a few 24. years ago. Okay. So then once you get to the acting school, are you like, I'm staying in New York? Like, this is what yeah. I'm doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. A hundred percent. I was like, I was also at the point where I was, I remember I was like thinking even before I did all that, I was like, I want to move to, I want to like move down south to just see something. I was just tired of living in New England. It's yeah. really like the only place I ever lived. Like, Oh, that, yeah. I keep forgetting this is south compared. That's, yeah. Like that, like what I was thinking was like. I know the thing I missed out on college was never leaving the city. Like I was, I always felt I was like, oh, the people who get to go to college in like a crazy different state. That's sick. Like yeah. if I, again, because I would have went, I would have liked to go to like Southern California, like somewhere crazy, you know. So then I was like, I went to New York, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I want to do this. And yeah, that's when I was like, and then I was like, I was, in, and then I got into a conservatory program. I was in class, fucking thirty-five hours a week. Like I couldn't, I had to live here. So, yeah, I went about it, got an apartment and all that shit. How did you end up getting into stand-up? So, I actually did, like, a stand-up class in Boston, but I was, like, so in the improv scene. It was, like, I didn't take it seriously at all. And, again, I feel like that's, like, kind of where my drinking hurt me in a way because I was 
just didn't give a fuck. Like, there'd yeah. be, like, homework assignments. And I now looking at it, it's like I've been doing stand-up for, like, four years. But I feel like now, like, stand-up is something you need to, like, really just want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, no one's 100%. Gonna, but I went to a class. No one's going to make you do it. No. And and I was like, I just didn't know how to go about it. And I was just so uncomfortable with myself. I, I just did this class and didn't really follow up on it or anything. But I always, I followed stand-up as far as podcasts and I liked watching it and going out to see it and shit. Yeah. It's interesting too, because when you get on stage, you're very, I've seen you quite a bit and you're very much like open and you're loud and you're, you know, you're very energetic and stuff. And so it's interesting for for us to sit here and you tell me like, no, I, I would have rather gone to like an art school. Like I really like doing looking back than now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because I just feel like it, it helps everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like I know like the job of comedy is to like be funny and all that shit. But it's like I was an actor first and I did improv first. I would much rather express my feelings on stage and get something out of it myself than to deliver now i like delivering on stage i don't like bombing but like the other day i had yeah, a nobody likes y- yeah but like i would much rather just do it all for myself in the sense like if i'm sometimes i go on stage and i'm like well if people laugh people laugh but i feel this way right now and i just want to talk about it you yeah know what i mean no and that's i've talked to plenty of comics who are you know professional like that's stand up is what they do and they said they didn't get their first big break until they stopped giving a shit about what everyone else yeah. thought and they just started doing what they wanted to the do the other day so I got like, I was married for a little while and it was getting divorced and shit. And the other day my divorce got finalized, right? Well, congratulations. Thank you. And it was, that was like the worst part was like all the, I just wanted it done, you know, because yeah. I like having, I like, it's just a thing in my life. I was just ready. I've been ready to put it behind me, but I can't when legally there's something I'm fucking attached to. You yeah. know what I mean? So it got. Oh, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. I've yeah. been arrested quite a few <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, you know, exactly you know, it's like mean. even when you recover from something, if it's still there, you're like I'm done, and then it's like, well, no, you still can't get your license exactly, back because you still exactly. have all these outstanding fines, and you're like, but I'm good now. Yes, yeah. I know, and even if you truly are, but so the other day, everything went through, and it's finito, and. uh I like went on it didn't really hit me for like two days because I was busy. I was like at a wedding. I was in Boston. Like I was moving around. Like I remember getting the email. I was like, oh, this is nice. And I was like, oh, this is great. But like it didn't like it, it didn't like seep into my soul and like my skin. And then I was going to do a fucking set at like midnight. And I was like walking to the train from my house. And I was like, dude, I'm, this is the first time I'm going to do comedy divorced. Like, like, le- like officially, like, divorced, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm done, dude. And I was like, and then it all, like, everything just started coming back to me. Like, dealing with these cunt lawyers, dealing with these fucking scum. Like, granted, it's a self-inflicted thing. No one put a fucking gun to my yeah. head and made me But you're the this. one, didn't you talk about, like, you're trying to get a hold of the lawyers and they just wouldn't respond? Yeah, that's scumbag. So you're dude. like, what the fuck? And they're scumbag. like, there's no reason to use that kind of language. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's, everyone from the the court system down for that shit is a fucking scumbag and you can only use code listen i get it shit's backed up because of covid answer your fucking emails yeah. you know what i mean because it's like whenever i have a fucking issue with this stuff i'm on top of my fucking shit and i don't give a fuck if the lawyers represented me or not you know what i well, mean well covid or not you still have your laptop in front of you fucking of course dude but they're a bunch of fucking cunts who just worked for my fucking ex-wife dude you know what i mean so ex-wife fuck them. God, you know it feels weird. it feels good to say dude legal you know but it's just like it just it, the whole process. It, it's bullshit because all it takes to get married is thirty five dollars and walking into the fucking is city that what you did? Office. Yeah, that's what we did. Of course, dude. Okay, we did that. But it's like to get divorced is like this huge. Thing. Oh yeah, it's an it's ordeal. like dude, just fucking delete the file. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like 
it, that's all you got to do. Just like, right? Like, no, we're not fucking married anymore. Who gives a fuck, you know? That's the part that was like so frustrating to me. It's like, why does it need to be this huge, long fucking thing? Well, and that's true too because it's like- And it was drawn out by certain, I will say there were outside factors where I think someone uh, in this marriage, not me, wanted this to last <laughs> last longer. You know what I mean? But it was like, it's like, dude, I don't want to be, I should just be able to walk somewhere and say, I don't want to be married right now. Let's end this shit. It shouldn't take that fucking long. Yeah. No, I don't understand why it does that. That's it. Definitely shouldn't. So you ended up. You said you had a set that night. You ended up not doing. So well. I went on stage. No, I think I did fine. Okay. I haven't listened to it, but I was getting last. But I went on stage, and it was like, I just couldn't talk about anything else. Yeah. Why? I was how like, could you? I, I, and I'm like, I don't even have jokes about being divorced or anything like that. Like I, because I'm like, I've always tried making jokes about being divorced and like being married and stuff, and. But now it's done. Yeah. Now it's like a fin. I couldn't really make jokes the way I like to because it wasn't processed. Now I was like, dude, I was like on stage and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to go out there and like do comedy right now because I'm like my face and like I felt like there was like these like things coming out of my body where I was like, this is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go do fucking comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, dude. And then the club was like packed and it went like, I think it went all right. You okay. Know? The only reason I asked is because earlier you said you hate bombing and then you were like I got on stage the other night, and that's why I thought. They yeah, were I don't together. think I. Bom- I don't think I bombed okay. by any means. But how did you end up getting married? Um, it was pretty retarded. I like just <laughs> met my fucking. I just met her in school, and this is at the art school or at the, the acting, uh, acting school? school. Yeah. Okay, so this was like a quick thing. Yeah, dude, it was the most retarded thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it's one. Of, I'll say I won't say it's the most retarded thing I've done in my life, but it was. It was one of just yeah. being a. It was just two people that shouldn't have been in a relationship with each other. So then you you get out of the acting school and you've done a lot of acting work since. Um, Staying busy, yeah. And I know we we joked about it because you had a, a whole thing on stage, which I don't know if it was a true story or part bit part Let's story about the nine eleven thing. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. Which is it, that did happen, right? It did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it did. You know. We're, I get compared I'll, I guess I'll, but You don't have to tell it cuz I mean, don't burn it if you don't want to, but it's yeah. it's a hilarious story about you losing a gig. It's just because people always and, it's like I think the fucking like craziest thing is like listen, I know what I sound like. I know where I'm from all that stuff, but it's like it's crazy to me that we can like like, you could compare anyone in Boston to just being like, oh, like, you could just automatically associate them with Dunkin' Donuts, Mark Wahlberg. I almost said something about the Starbucks. Being racist, being homophobic, fucking clam chowder. Like, you can do all this stuff with people. And I get it. I'm not saying people from Boston are oppressed people whatsoever. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, I... People repeat shit I say constantly, and re- and I get it. I, it doesn't bother. It's been happening my entire life. I'm yeah. from the city. I went to school in the suburbs. Like most kids, I went to school with don't talk the way I talk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh yeah. But my friends from when I was child, but. So I've been dealing with that forever. I don't really give a fuck. But it's like when I want to do accents back to people to communicate with them in the same way they communicate with me. It like has become offensive like fifty times in my life at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the part where it's like, okay, well, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, you're doing it because it's funny. It's like, well, I am too. Just because you're from fucking Bangladesh, can I not do, <laughs> like, why can't I do, like, your acts? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't no, I mean it, anything by it. You yeah, know? you start talking and then people immediately go, oh, pack the cat and have it, yeah. Exactly, dude, exactly. And it's like, okay, well, why can't I say, like, I don't know, something in Chinese or something? You know what I mean? Or, like, <laughs> yeah, Mexican. I, it's like, I'm not, it's not, it's coming from the same place. Like, you're doing it, like, whatever. And I go, I'm doing the same thing. So, what the do fuck? Do you even notice when people do, do, do it to you or is it one of those things where it's sometimes so sometimes i don't 
but like sometimes sometimes it's like sometimes i do yeah well because i told you this one of my best friends in rehab was from new bedford and yeah the whole time we were there i fucking started talking like i was from new bedford too dude and we convinced the entire staff that we were cousins from the same town mm-hmm. and everyone just fucking where was this re- where was this rehab uh in florida okay a lot of heroin addicts in the northeast though i don't know if you know they that. all go to florida i have yeah. some friends myself that have made the trip to florida <laughs> but um but I did it the whole time. And so then when I met you, I honestly, when I first saw you on stage, thought you were doing a bit. Bro, people tell me that all the time. Just because like, it's such a hard, it's like such an ingrained hard accent that it's like, is this? Like, but, but that see, that's another thing where it's like, that's another thing. People will ask me, like, do you really talk like that? I was like, dude, again, like, if I, I couldn't, imagine I walked up to a Chinese person <laughs> and I was just like, can you like speak English the right way? It's like, it's like. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, I can't control how I talk. No, how I, know, I sound. But that, the reason I ask is because whenever I get around you, it like clicks back in my head, and I always want to be like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" And then I'm always like, "No, that's not like cool." I do like, notice people have like changed how they sound when they. There's been people that I've hung out with that have when they'd hang out with me and my friends back home. They've noticed they've changed how they've spoken. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too is you go out in the world, and then I especially but I think in that's New York, kind of nat- so that's many- probably yeah. natural. Though, that's what I was going to say. You're around so many other people, but for you, you're like, no, this is how I fucking talk. Yeah, like, and it's a huge challenge for acting. You that's know what, what I was going to say a- too. Do you get typecast a lot because of? Yeah, that I, I do, but um, your cousin from I can, Boston. Yeah. I, I auditioned for that commercial. Um, I it's difficult because. Like I don't, I would, I wouldn't mind playing someone from. Bo- of course, dude, I would love to. I'd yeah. love to play myself in something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really would. But I, dude, I, I, I like theater and stage acting and shit like that. You know what I mean? I yeah. like play. I like. I would love to, and I can work. I actually met my fucking ex-wife in an accent reduction class, but I accent reduction class. in acting school. Yeah, it's All like because right. I went. A lot of international kids were there, so it was like I was the only American. How in to the, sound normal? Yeah, pretty much. How to speak general American uh, English, but. Did you have an accent in That's My Wife? Big play. Check it out, yeah, everybody. Definitely. You guys just did in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, I did. I, I was just myself. Okay. It. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's a huge... What are we talking about? It's a huge challenge to Well, we were talking about stand-up and how you kind of like... How you have to deal with like people fucking with you about your accent. And yeah, and it's just like something... It's like I think at the end of the day, it's like... It's it's probably a strength because it's memorable in a way. Yeah. Know? And it's absolutely. who I am. It's like I'm not going to... But it's crazy because... <clears throat> In acting, like, I remember going to my, when I got accepted into school, we had, like, a meeting where we had to choose our classes and stuff, and um, one of the ladies- Were you shocked when you got, like, was that a big deal when you got accepted? Huge. I was going to say, everything you did to, like, get to that point. I was having- And to be kind of, like, 20-something years old, floating through life, and then all of a sudden, now you have a purpose, it's like, that's got to be, like- It was the best thing that ever happened in my entire life. That, so that weekend, it was February of 2018, and- I remember taking the Amtrak here. I got free Amtrak tickets through a family friend. And uh, I remember getting on the train and shit. And it was like, I was so excited because I had like this meeting and stuff. And uh, I like, I was fucking around with this girl at the time. And uh, she was like on heroin. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know it. That checks out. Yeah. I I didn't know it. You know what I mean? And uh, how did she because she because I'm telling you, I just thought she was really chill. No, I I know it sounds retarded, but like (laughs) she's like the most like sometimes she'll even just take a nap while while, we're hanging out, dude. (laughs) So chill, but it was like I was in my head so much. She wasn't like a full blown like junkie at the time, yeah. Um, I like 
was in my head so much. I was like, dude, I think I might have like hepatitis or like HIV or something. Holy shit. You know, because I was like, she's sharing needles with people. And, oh, yeah. You know you don't I mean? even think about that. And I was like uh, drinking so much. My anxiety was so bad. I was like taking like Vivians, which is like an ADHD medicine that was like, I don't even feel like it was productive for me. I feel like it would just make me in my head and go crazy. But like, I remember having the worst anxiety and I get into this meeting in school and I just had like a, I just let it out. I was like crying like a fucking maniac. And I was this like, is at the meeting. Yeah. The yeah, first we're meeting. We're in like one meeting in like a room that's like small than this. How many people are in it? One. Oh, it's just you and the other person? The lady who determines if we get into school. And I remember crying my fucking, like, could not control myself. She's like, no, you're going to be, we're going to let you into school. Because I had, like, letters and they knew I was, like, I was in acting class five days a week. You know what I mean? So, like, they knew I was serious about it and stuff. And, uh... What did the breakdown come from? Were you just like, I really want to so do paranoid. this? Or just I, like- I felt like my life wasn't, I felt like if I stayed in Boston, it was like, it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And I felt like this was a really good opportunity for me to like, I didn't want to just move to another state and bartend. Like I wanted to go somewhere. Trust me, dude. I say it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but- well, cause I wait tables and people are always like, you know, if you just waited tables in New York at the swanky steakhouse I'm at, they're like, you can make like way over oh, six figures. Dude. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't move to New York yes. to do that. <laughs> dude. I, I see it sometimes. One of my very good friends where she bartends and it's like, I kill financially murders it. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, fuck. And I kind of miss it at times. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could just go in there like on like one Saturday a month. You know what I mean? Well, and- that's the thing too is like I only work three, like now that we're back in season, I have to work four to five days a week. But I like out of season, I only work three days a week. And I have not, I never have to like worry about rent or totally. anything like that, totally. which is great because I mean, a lot of friends, especially in comedy, that like are working a minimum wage job, like yes. fifty hours a week, and they still don't know oh, how they're totally. going to make rent. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, that's fucking terrible. It's the way they're like, go. but I got nights off, and it's like eh, I'd rather work the three nights that sure, I work with, than... without a doubt, you know. <laughs> yeah. But so I was just at this point where I was like, I was just everything was unfulfilling to me. You know what I mean? Except my acting classes and stuff. So I was like, if I move somewhere, I want to be fully ingrained into like. And I wanted to, like, have the social aspect of being in school and shit, you know, because yeah. I hadn't had that since high school, you know, so. Um, so, you break down, start crying, and then she's like, we're going to let you Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I think I was going to get in anyways, but it was just, like, everything kind of hit me at once. Yeah. And then that weekend, it was the the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And I was gambling a lot. And uh, I remember I was going to bet $1,000 on the game. And uh, I only bet 500 but um Thank God. I know. And I remember... That I remember that day, I was gonna. I go, yeah, I, go, I really like the Patriots. I want to bet it a lot, but I was also like, I told myself because I already had the bet in. I told myself I was. I remember the exact bet actually because we played the Jaguars in the AFC Championship game, and I yeah. remember telling my buddy because he was in Vegas at the time. I go, just bet the Patriots before the AFC Championship game to win the Super Bowl, and um, five hundred on that. And I gave him five hundred bucks. Yeah, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I think it was it was five hundred dollars and. I remember I was like, oh, I'm just going to call my bookie up and just double that bet or whatever. And I, my buddy's like, do you really want to do that? And I was like, no. I told myself when I got into acting school, I was done gambling. Okay. When did you get into gambling? Bro, when I was like eight years old. Really? Yeah. Was it I just like- very young. Was it like a fun thing with friends or did you actually have like a bookie and stuff by high school? And well, Yeah. I always, had, I always had ways to gamble online or like people that would take my action. But I grew up kind of- at uh, Suffolk Downs, which is a racetrack in East Boston. Okay. I would go there a lot. For I'd go with my uncle. And I love horse racing. I love the sport of horse racing. But part of the sport is the gambling. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So that's how I like really got into gambling. And then um, 
pitching. Do you know how to play quarters? Like when you see, you don't really see it anymore, but kids are just like pitch quarters against the wall. Yeah. Playing cards, like all that stuff. Are you a big poker guy? No. Okay. I've played in games before, but it's, it's never, it doesn't really do much for me. Well, we, um, the reason I asked is because when I was incarcerated, poker was like the big thing. This is when Texas Hold'em was sure. real big. So we but would, would you play for a food and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you uh, one pack of ramen. This is a bit I do, but one pack of ramen was where you take Uno cards and you you like just chop them up, and then one pack of ramen would get you twenty chips, which were the chopped up Uno cards. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always say like in New York when people say ramen is so delicious, I'm like we have two different ideas. Yeah, of ramen. totally. Like if I use it as a currency, totally. But yeah, so you would just get chips and then you would stack them up and then at the end of the game, however many chips you had, would you could turn that back in for uh, for the uh, like the different foods and stuff. Yeah. But that was like real big, and I was never into sports gambling because as someone who played sports my whole life, I was like it's too unpredictable. Like anything can happen on oh, any given is. day. It is. And then. All you know it was when gambling became legal in a lot more states. Like all these podcasts started having like gambling, like you do the gambling podcast and all these different. Like I listened to a lot of Bill Simmons, mm-hmm. and like he started having gambling people on, and I was like, oh, some of these lines like don't make any sense. Yeah. Like like this Christian Kirk thing where like his over is like sixty five yards. I'm like, he's gonna go over that. Sure. And then you can mix that with other bets. And then I got like this past year because FanDuel makes it so easy. I just got like kind of like really into it. Almost mm-hmm. addicted. Yeah. But now I've been betting like crazy. But yeah. it's fun because I only put $100 in the account and that's all I put in. And then I ended up winning like after last weekend, I have like it was $800 in the account. Well, that's the thing with like, that's the thing with gambling. Like I was never, I was never addicted to gambling and I never gambled with money I didn't have. I yeah. never will because I was like, when I got into horse racing, like my uncle's not really a gambler. You know what I mean? He likes racing he likes putting down the occasional bet but he's not like other people i know who gamble every single i mean i've seen people ruin their lives yeah i've seen i've seen it not only with drugs and alcohol but also with gambling i mean it is because you bet money they don't have thinking it's a sure thing and i've seen people with things lose things and you know i've seen that but i've never like it's not like the other night when i was i was saying i was at the sports book and i wanted to bet that san francisco game i was like i don't i just don't want to yeah you know i didn't think about it until monday morning when i woke up and looked at the score of the game good thing i didn't you know and if i bet it i was only gonna be 40 bucks you know but um gambling's like a drug in its own that's like because of like well they have their own meetings and everything oh totally i would love to go to i would love to go to one of those meetings but like it's like what it creates when you're around it, I feel like I don't like cocaine. I've never done cocaine. I don't like being around it and I don't like people really? that do it. I hate it. I think it's just, I think it's a disgusting drug and I, I'm not a fan. I don't like, I don't like, because I don't like the way people behave while yeah. they're on it. Oh, I completely agree. Everyone acts like shady and creepy when they're on it. You gotta it. start a business, man. Dude. And it's like, I, it, it, I, I hate it. And I feel like it teeth, comes from yeah. like such a nasty Like fucking, a dark place. Yeah. Gambling is something, I don't think it's similar to like cocaine but it's like when there's money on games in i mean people act completely different they it's it's weird that you say that i mean not weird but it's very obvious but it doesn't seem so obvious but when money's involved or like people get into this weird dark like fucking what the fuck yeah. kind of thing and it's it's very similar to cocaine totally. and that like energy where it's like dude relax yeah and it's like not everyone's like that but i'm just saying it changed and listen isn't i i'm pro i think it should be legal i'm i'm not saying i'll never gamble again i mean but like 
I love listen. It, there's nothing more fun than when like you're with all your buddies and you all have money on the same team. Yeah. Like that's a great like. It's just sports bring people together. Totally. And if you mix that with money, to- oh. it's a but it's a different. But see, it's a different thing. Like I used to gamble on the Patriots a lot, and it changed it for me when I was gambling on the Patriots as a fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2017. Which one? <laughs> the, the one where they came back and beat the Falcons. Yeah. Brady was suspended for like the first four games of the year. Played 16 games that year. Uh, 15, 15 games that year. They went 15 and one in the games he played and covered the spread in every single game except one where they lost to Seattle. I gambled on every single game, right? And... It was like there were games they were the game was oh, they were up ten but they needed to win by thirteen yeah. you know what I mean and it's like you looked at it at like a different thing and it kind of took away the enjoyment of a as a fan you know what I mean yeah that actually I just experienced that last week not the Chargers game but the week before mm-hmm. against the Colts yeah because I had a like a four leg parlay and the last thing in the parlay was Trevor Lawrence needs to have two hundred and fifty plus sure. passing yards. He's at 235 with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, but we're up gonna a lot. Run it out. And I'm like screaming, like, just throw it. Yeah. Throw it one time. That's what can't... Just throw it. That's the drug thing. And I was like, we've already won this game. We beat the Colts. Like, we're going to be number one in the division. But all I can think is like, yes. fucking throw it one yes. more time. Yes. And which did... Yeah, you're right. It did take something away because it's like, I'm at... Same Pats on 45th shouts out because that's a big Jags bar. And we're all there. We're all having a great time. And I'm like screaming at the TV. And everyone's like, dude, like we won. Like this is great. And I was like, fucking throw it. Yeah. And everyone's like, calm down, man. Yeah. It's, it, but it's, it's a drug. Like gambling's a drug in its own. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that same kind of high, not the same, but it's very similar to the high you get when you win like a big bet. It's like going on stage and crushing the best and like fucking when, yeah. When you smash, when you smash a bet. I was jealous the other day at the sports book. I was with someone who won a couple bucks. And it was right after all the one o'clock games ended. And like you see like only a few people going up to the windows. Like they literally I watched a guy watch the clock run off on a game, waited like thirty seconds and walked up to the window. I'm like, that guy, that's the best feeling in the world yeah. right there. You know, fucking... you just watched a clock run down and you're like, Fuck yeah. It's mine now. Yeah. I was like, that's a good one. I wanted to talk to you. You said you started drinking at you started gambling around eight and then yeah. started drinking at fifteen. Yeah. This sounds like the beginning of a Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> um, uh, when did you – you just started drinking in high school? You said like yeah. sophomore years when you kind of got out of control like every weekend? Yeah, it was like I started partying a lot. PD High School, class of 2012, life of the party right here, this guy. Dude, that's right. where you got voted? In the yearbook, it's official. Life of the party. Yeah. But uh, so what? I love bragging about high school <laughs> stuff because I don't have anything to brag about. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just did Edinburgh. I was a booze bat. Listen, yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up even when I win an Academy Award. <laughs> I want to thank the Academy, but I was the class of 2012 PV High School life, aka I was drunk most weekends. In Tori Cole literally in the middle of her episode goes, I think I peaked in high school. I don't think I peaked in high school. I, I'm just very proud of yeah. my behavior. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, so what What kind of, did you come from a, like a drinking family or did you guys uh, not really not party right. that much? My, dude, to be honest, I've only seen my mom drunk like three or four times in my life really yeah okay Um, so how did you get into it dude i was just hanging out one night and my buddy uh my buddy and uh his uncle r.i.p dude uh my boy matt just grabbed a bag of 40 ounces and i remember i was like he's like oh yeah you don't they would drink 40s and we were like watching a movie and uh like yeah if you don't want one don't worry about it but if you want one there's one in there for you i was like yeah fuck it and i put my hand in the bag 
it's probably like five 40 ounces and i grabbed it was a cold 45 40 ounce i was like yeah fuck it whatever you know and i, I remember taking the first sip i took like a real small sip because i was very paranoid about drinking and i'm not that i felt guilty but i was like i don't know i didn't know what to expect yeah. i never i wasn't getting high. i didn't do nothing until that that point and then i was like halfway done with this 40 and I was like, I remember I stood up in this recliner and I like went to the side. I didn't feel drunk when I was sitting down. And then when I stood up, I was like, whoa. I was like, my balance was off and stuff like that. And then just getting, then we, I just got, from that weekend on, just got fucking shit faced. Like every weekend. Yeah. I remember the next day, I was so hungover. It was the first time I like drank. I was so hungover and the Patriots were on. And I remember just throwing up during the Patriots game. Really? Yeah. I, was, I used to do that. All the time where like I'd have a family event on a Sunday, mm -hmm. but I'd still go out and get fucking housed on a Saturday. Oh, and then I'd be at the event and like having to like excuse myself to go to the bathroom and vomit. And yeah. everyone's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm yeah. like, I just don't feel well. I remember my buddy, he, he, uh, he opened, it was a can of, it was like a bottle of chocolate milk. And I remember smelling it. And I remember immediately running to the bathroom in his house and just throwing up everywhere oh, in the toilet. And I was clean, but. So this is in high school and you said you had a fake ID in high school. I did have a fake ID. How did you get that? So I, this kid gave me a fake ID. Uh, <laughs> shout out my boy K-Bone. Dude, he gave me. What up, K-Bone? Yeah, he's, he's out there somewhere, but he gave me a, he gave me a fake ID and, uh, he gave it to me to like buy blunts and stuff with. Okay. Like he didn't, cause it was an expired Massachusetts ID and I would buy, like I'd play the lot, buy scratch tickets with it. I would do whatever. And then one night I remember there was a Mayweather fight on. It was, uh, you remember when Mayweather fought Victor Ortiz? I don't know if you remember that. Victor no. Ortiz, like anyways, this guy put his gloves down and he like went to hug Mayweather. Cause like there was like an accidental thing and Mayweather just two pieced him and knocked him the fuck out. But really? Yeah. It was, uh, it was he, the kid shouldn't have put his gloves down, but it was that night, and uh, we were at the liquor store, and I remember we were all going to watch the fight at one of my buddy's houses, and we couldn't get beers. I was like, "Well, I'll just try this." Like I was like, "I have an idea." I was like, "How old were you in the idea? How old was the idea?" Like twenty three. Okay, so it's not because sometimes I know but it was expired. It was expired, and the kid did have red hair. <laughs> but he did. He also was like a skinny looking Irish kid. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like kinda. We kind of looked like it in a way, you know what I mean? But I was like, fuck it. I was like, why not? And yeah, I remember I was it. in my buddy's car. He's like, I'm like, well, what should I try getting? Like, is it going to be crazy if I get too much? And like, and I remember my buddy, he's like, it doesn't really matter. He's like, if you go in there and grab six beers or if you go in and grab a hundred, he's like. It's either going to work or it's not. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. And I remember I went. I got like two thirty racks, fucking bottle of Hennessy. Like I, I really, it was like a fucking hundred and thirty dollar. Maybe not a hundred, probably like eighty bucks. That's still a lot. Of, yeah. yeah, totally. For a bunch of seventeen year olds, you know what I mean? And uh, I remember they were like parked behind this liquor store. I went into this liquor store like a year ago, and the same guy was still working in it. Really? Yeah, the same dude. Which I kind of think he knew back then that I wasn't old enough, but like he didn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? And I remember like. I could barely carry this out. I remember there was a big case of beer and then there were like bottles and shit on top. And I so like, you got it? I did. Yeah. And it worked. Okay. And so I remember being, dude, I was so nervous in the store. I never like. Yeah. Like what is, like you just walked up and dude, were like. So I went into this, I went into this liquor store, right? And it, 
I go in and it was like the whole beer cooler part in the back. Yeah. But I never been in a liquor store like that. Like I never walked into a walk-in yeah. beer cooler. So he's like, I was like, where's the beer? Like where are the third? <laughs> I was like, where are the 30 racks? Because it was all just like six packs and like tall boys and 40 ounces. Like where's like. Where's the beer? So I like, he, he's like, go back there and the door's on the left. And I like had no idea what he meant. And I like walked back, but I walked back like too far and it was like storage and shit. There was like dollies and like deliveries of like warm beer and stuff. And he's like, no, backwards, backwards. I was like, yeah. He's like, no, turn left. And then I just saw the big metal door. Yeah, the walk-in door. And then I opened it and I was like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, this guy definitely knows. Like, I've never been in a liquor store. <laughs> like, he knows. You know what I mean? And I was like, I remember going in there and I was like, I'm just going to grab whatever the fuck I can in here. And I grabbed, like, I filled my shit up. And I remember bringing it to the counter. And then I got, like, a bottle of booze from behind. And then he's like, oh, could I see your ID? And I just showed it to him. And I remember he looked at it and then he told me how much it was. And I remember I was like, I cannot believe this is working right now. And I paid him and I remember carrying it out. And I remember him asking me, he's like, do you want help carrying it out? There's no one in the store. And he's like, you want help? I was like, no, I'm all set. I'm like, just put it on and I'll balance it. Because I didn't want him to see a car full of kids. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I walk behind. This liquor store was like in the middle of a parking lot. And I walk behind the liquor store, my buddies, the second they see me, like, I remember my buddy had a Mustang and it just started bouncing around. They're like, no yeah. fucking way, dude. And I remember being in the car, like, that rush I had was fucking insane because I was like, dude, I was like, I just have all this booze. I got it legitimately. I could definitely do this again. So, like, word got out uh -oh. that I had this fake ID, right? Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of kids in my school that had fake IDs. I was a junior in high school at this time. So, I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. Like, all these i'm like i have and i was already like a relatively popular kid in high school right but then kids were like oh could you get me this could you get me that i was like yeah fine i go but i'm, I'm gonna charge money on this yeah you i was gonna say mean? so and i started doing that and i started uh did you keep going back to the same liquor same store? liquor store always the same to. time dude like always the same person yes like always did he stop carting you after a while no, he always looked at it, yeah. you know, but, but the thing was like, this guy always had like, there was a TV in the back. The TV was still there last, like last year. It was like one of those like little TVs that has a VHS and DVD player, like built into the TV. Yeah. And like, it always had like either the Bruins or the Celtics on, right? And this guy, so I'd always go in there and just talk about the Bruins with him. You know what I mean? And, uh. but then it was like, dude, I was getting so much fucking boo. Like I was getting a lot and yeah. I was like. This guy's like, this kid has a problem. Well, it's just like, I mean, I think he just knew it, but I was, but there was so many people like hitting me up to. And food. how much are you making on this? So like if someone wants like a $20 bottle of Captain, how much are you charging on like that? Like 10 bucks. So Unless you, it was like my friends, but yeah. I, I was like making a, a it was You're enough to have like money. 50%, yeah. Enough to have like a nice amount of money in my pocket. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but, but I, I was like, this isn't. This isn't good that I, that I was like, cause I was like, I, I was just so stressful because I'm telling you when I say Monday through Friday, kids in school were asked, like kids were hitting me up. I had to tell kids no all the time. Cause yeah. I'm like, I wasn't always in the suburbs. You know what I mean? I was like, a lot of times I was in the city and shit with my friends. They like, I couldn't always do this shit. And it was just getting like, this is. Well, and people are asking you every day. Eventually you're kind of like, chill the fuck out. Totally. Like, you know, totally. A hundred percent. And it was like kids I wasn't even like friends with. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. Coming up to you. Out of the woodworks. Older kids, girls, you know what I mean? Like all this shit. And uh, we were at a football game one night and I remember I was shotgunning a beer. It was a high school, my high school's football game. And I was like, right out, we were sitting in the car and the fucking police rolled up. And I oh, should have no. ran, dude. I should have ran because I was like, these fat fucks wouldn't have caught me. You know what I mean? 
and I stopped and kind of froze up and uh they went through my buddy's car and took our wallets out and then they saw no I know I had it on me which was a huge mistake massive mistake and uh usually I always left it at home but um yeah because you just need it when you go to the liquor store. but I went to the liquor store and immediately to the game okay. that was the problem so you had it on you I had that thing on me and uh they're like, oh, and they, I'm not going to say the name of who it was, but they said the name and the ID. They go, where'd you get this? I was like, oh, I just found it on the ground. I'm like, oh, I'll show you it. And they're like, where'd you get the alcohol from? And I was like, found oh. it on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, some homeless guy bought it for me. And I'm like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, so I had to go to court for it. And uh, you got a written arrest? Yeah. I don't think it was really an arrest, though. I'm not sure what it was. But Well, sometimes the, the, like a written arrest is where like, Instead of booking you and everything, they just write you a ticket, but you still have to go in front of the judge. That's what I had to do. Yeah. And uh, I remember being so pissed that I lost the fake ID, but at the same time, in a way, kind of relieved because I was like, okay, well, this oh, is- Oh, I can't do this anymore. This is done. Yeah. And I was like, I never had a problem getting- Even before I had this ID, I never had a problem getting alcohol because I had friends that were older. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's easy for kids to get alcohol. And uh, I remember like going to court- it was during a school day too, and uh, I don't think the court system cares. Yeah, about that you're stuff. right. You're right. They don't, they don't. They don't give a fuck. But I remember I saw one of my girls in there too. She was like one of my like good friends. She was there for like beating the fuck out of somebody. Really? During school, I was like, "What are you here for?" And she told me she like beat this girl up, and like she's like, "Yeah, hey, beat her bad." And I'm like, "Oh, I remember hearing about that." And I was like, "How bad was it?" And she's like, "Well, I'm here right now." <laughs> Dude, I was like, "Oh shit!" But we went to court, and it was pretty much just like, "Don't get in trouble for like I don't know six months or something." And yeah. So nothing really bad. bad nothing. Ha- no, nothing other than losing the ID. And, yeah. Because uh, you've been you've had a, a few run-ins with the police. Yeah, yeah, nothing, but you know But it's always, so, yeah, it's never it's, anything super serious, knock on wood. Knock one more time, you gotta knock three times. Um, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's bullshit, you know what I mean? It's like, I get in trouble for like sneaking onto the train and like yeah. arguing with people and like, yeah, but I've never been like arrested and had any like actual legal issues. Other than the divorce thing. Yeah, shit like that. Just annoying, I have annoying things that happen. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fucking criminal. I don't want any, I don't need the inconvenience in my life. Well, that was the thing was, because I was talking to you about this before you left for Edinburgh, but you had that Mm -hmm. like dumb thing on the train where you were just taking up too much space. Yeah. And then they like wrote you up and everything. feet up on a fucking train and it's like these fucking cops are just being cunts, dude. Like, how does that even happen? Like, they come in and they say, hey, put your feet down and you're like, no, fuck off. I was like, there's no one here. What the fuck does it matter? And okay. They're, and and then, they're like, well, get off the train. I was like, no. And then they're like, okay, fine. And then I was thinking, I was like, I think it might be good for me to get off this train. <laughs> because I was like, because I was like, I felt like the way they were looking, like if I press this, I was like, something might come out of this. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have like seven or eight tickets right now just from sneaking onto the train that, yeah. I, ha- that I haven't paid. And I know, like, I always say this to people. Everyone's like, how do you have that many tickets? This and that. It's like, bro, I've snuck onto the train in, like, five different... I've been sneaking on the train for 20 years now. Yeah. Like, that that needs to, like, be an established thing. Like, I could teach people to sneak onto the train. It's not like I suck or whatever. It's just sometimes I didn't... You get caught, yeah. It's part of the I game. I have two DUIs. Yeah, exactly. People are like, how could you drink and drive? It's like, I only drink it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... It's part of the fucking game, yeah, you know? Yeah, sometimes you gotta... Sometimes you take a loss. But I was supposed to go to fucking appeal this thing. And then I was like, well, I got to go to Europe to do this <laughs> to do this show, dude. What am I going to do? Like, you know what Did I mean? Did you have a fun time in Europe? Did you drink Sick, a lot in Europe? Dude. Not a lot, but I enjoy... I've gotten my... I used to... You started smoking? 
started Talked smoking cigs, that. dude. Started smoking some fags. There they it call is. them over in the UK, baby. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed myself there. I, the thing is, I used to, my problem with drinking used to always be I couldn't stop. Yeah. And then. Yeah, we have a word for that. What's it called? Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like in a way. I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> you said what's it called yeah. with such genuine I curiosity. I, I wanted to know, dude. You were like, wait, what? Because all you fucking alcoholics have terms and shit for everything. Yeah, we do. But I, but I, anyways, what happened was I fucking, um, I do feel like the older I've gotten, I've been able to control it. Calm it down, yeah. You know what I mean? I have. Where I was 17, 18, dude, if I was 24, 25, I couldn't stop yeah. it. But, um, so yeah, it was more like, I, I really got to, plus I'm at an age now where it's like, I, I, enjoy drinking good booze you know what i mean like yeah versus hey let's just drink let's to get, get fucked, fucked up, up off yeah. whatever i can let's drink 15 fucking bud lights and <sighs> you know what i mean yeah. but i wanted to like drink good beer over there and good whiskey because i'm like oh, when in rome you know mm-hmm. when in scotland um so it was nice to do stuff like that but i didn't i don't think i got i got drunk like one time in europe okay and it was in london and it was the last night i was in Europe because i couldn't get drunk was this I when you went to the uh, soccer game i was at the soccer match okay. and i was like with my buddies it was the last night we were in europe yeah because you guys got great seats for that amazing shout out my boy andrew he really fucking i owe him one so uh but he got amazing seats for the west ham match and uh and you got sloshed i to- like it just started adding up at the end of the night you know what i mean we were drinking during the game and like hanging out and then we went back we were in london and I remember we were smoking a joint outside, and I was like, I just couldn't believe it was over. I was like, because you were there for like thirty days. Yeah, yeah, thirty-one nights, I think, or something like that. God, and, then and it was uh, just done. And and it was work every single. It was acting and comedy every day. And this was um, in the one day we like we had a couple days off in London, but it was like the one day where I feel like I really got to just enjoy my the last like two days in London. Actually, it was really just like we had nothing to do, and then the last night we went to the football match and shit, and. uh but it was, yeah, that's when I was like, wow, it's, I'm going to be back in New York. Fucking. It was great. Doing podcasts. Yeah. Fucking. What, <laughs> what, um, I wanted to talk to you. You're talking about drinking at the, the football match, the West Ham match. You, um, have a tendency when you go to sporting events to get kind of fucked up. I do. Yeah. You had told me about Fenway. Now you're yeah. from Boston, obviously yes. Fenway. South Boston. Yeah. Fenway is a big deal. It's yeah. The where Red Sox are huge. The yeah. Sox play. Yeah. So you did you go to a lot of games? Ton, probably been to at least a couple hundred Red Sox. Really? Games. Yeah. Okay. So when did you start getting fucked up at Fenway? Like in your twenties or were you? Yeah, it was in my tw- it was in my twenties. Okay. I didn't really. I got drunk like a handful of times as a teenager and went to games, but like once I could really drink. Once you could drink at the park, then it's totally different. Totally different ball game. So you've given how many times have you been kicked out of Fenway? A few. A few, but the last <laughs> I have, dude. And like, are, is it always the same thing? You just get too drunk just and start drinking arguing. And argue? Bro, Fenway, it's like, it's crazy. Like, dude, they want to treat it like it's a fucking like county fair, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we're at a fucking ball game. Like, you should be able to like. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah you, like, it's like, it should be one. Of, now, I'm not saying like, like violence and that's not right. You know what I mean? But as far as like vocalizing your frustrations with a team that has a fucking. Do they get mad if you like, like. Bro, I, I got into, I don't know if you remember Pablo Sandoval, but the oh, Red yeah. Sox gave him a fucking five. I feel a fucking $95 million contract, like four or five years, whatever the fuck it was, right? And I was right above the dugout one time. 
And it was like before a game. These weren't even my tickets. I just snuck down and we were right on the first baseline and they were like doing the lineups. There was some kind of ceremony before the game. It wasn't opening day, but there was some sort of ceremony where they're all lined up on first base. And Sandoval is just like, this is a guy. He's on Instagram during the games. He's fucking morbidly obese, just not giving a fuck, not running out ground balls, openly not caring and like not saying it. And I'm just like letting him fucking have it. And, uh, he walks up and he starts screaming at me in Spanish. Oh, really? He starts screaming at me in Spanish, but I can't understand it, right? And yeah. it's like getting tight, right? I was like, I'm like, fucking $95 million is now. And like these t- these ushers come down at Fenway. We're right above the dugout. They're like telling me to calm down, right? I didn't swear. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong, Sir, right? Sir, calm down. $95 million. 100%. I'm paying fucking $12 for a beer, dude. And the and I said these were my seats. They weren't my seats. Like, I paid $250 for these seats. I'm paying $12 for a beer. And he's out here. He's loafing out ground balls to first base. <laughs> He has some of the worst field and percentage Only in baseball. Fenway Park, but it's like just a, it's like justified though. Yeah. It's justified. It's like, dude, if if a construction worker, if you're paying somebody to build something and then doing a bad job, you can vocalize it. But over there, they're like, they're like trying to get me to calm. I go, I'm not calming down. I go, I'm not breaking any rules here. I'm like, this guy's a moron. Like, and everyone knew it. By this point, it was like a couple years of him doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? And everyone, all the other fans. Is he still that, standing right there? Yeah, he's screaming at me in Spanish. Like, I had no idea what he was saying. He's screaming at me in Spanish. Like, when I say screaming. And like, you're wearing like all boss. Yeah, I'm wearing like my out. hat, yeah. like wife. Like, I was right there. And he's screaming at me. Like, I remember <laughs> looking at Pablo Sandoval and like, you could see his neck. He's like going mental and shit. <laughs> And like other players are watching it, and I. But it's like shit like that. Pedroia's it's like, like oh, it's yeah, they don't guy. want you to do. And they listen. Those players on that team who gave a fuck agreed with what I was saying. Yeah, because 100%. it was. It came out afterwards, but like it was. It's shit like that where it's like they want to like course that. Beha- they don't want that behavior to happen. And but it's Fenway. That's what it's all about. It does, it's, it's part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I watch. This is when I was watching uh, 120 games a year. You know what I mean? I watched the Red Sox every night. You know? So what, how did they ask you to leave once you didn't come That down? one they didn't. Th- I didn't get thrown out for that. That oh, okay. they didn't throw Oh, me so out. they were on your side. They weren't Kinda, on my side. I was, but... I was really pushing a lot. I was really pushing a limit right there because then the game started and stuff. And then and then I think they're like, oh, just go back to your seats. And then I'm just leaving and going to get bombed like in some other part of the stadium but the last time i was actually at fenway it kills me dude i haven't been to fenway since 2018 i've been to a bunch of red sox games though Here but it's all been it's all been in like the bronx dude i've you know whenever they come into town that stadium is pretty cool yeah it is not as cool as the old one though uh, I, was, I never went to the, the old, old one dude the old yankee stadium it's a it it hurts me that they knocked it down it really does yeah because i uh, i have a friend that lives literally across the street from yankee stadium jesus christ be careful going over his house well so yeah so the last time i went over to it was uh i actually recorded that's my friend amanda we recorded a bonus episode but last time i went to go see her I was like, I've never been. She's like, let's record at my apartment. And I was like, okay, cool. Where is it? She goes, just get off at Yankee Stadium. It's like around the corner. And yeah. I was like, all right. And I was like, I've never been to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah. And you roll up. And the stadium, is like, it's beautiful. The it way is, they have it. it like, is. you come up from underground and it's, you see everything. Then as soon as you get off the train, you go, oh, yeah, this is the Bronx. The South Bronx, yeah. This is the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That is. That's a rough. I walked over. And her apartment literally is like, oh, not even a block from the, the station. Yeah. So it's like right there. And it's a pretty nice building. But I, as soon as I got inside, I was like. Are you ever like worried bro. about living up here? It's crazy. <laughs> I was looking at bro when I was looking at places to live. Um, there were apartments coming up in the Bronx, right? Yeah. For what I pay the same rent I pay in the Upper East Side, right? I have a nice apartment. I'm very lucky. But I have a nice apartment. You're by yourself too, aren't by you? By myself, fire escape, all that stuff, right? 
What if I paid that and I moved to the South Bronx, dude? I mean, I'm talking buildings with swimming pools in them. Yeah, weight. Like I'm like looking at these buildings, but I'm like also I'm like I'm. There's no way I would want to walk outside of my house at any time. Of the well, day. that was the thing when we first moved here, uh, or when we were going to move here. Everyone like we were looking at places, and we, Savannah and I had no idea, so we're mm-hmm. just kind of looking at street easy, like all of Manhattan, because sure. we wanted to live in Manhattan, but we just didn't know where. So we found a couple places in Harlem mm-hmm. before we came to check them out. And it was like two bedrooms, washer dryer in unit, like like two blocks from that new mall with the Costco and the Target yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, because everything on Street Easy and you look at it and it's like, oh, this makes it look great. Yeah, yeah like this is 115th Street. Well, yeah, and it, it was 116th. Yeah. And yeah, everybody yeah. I'm talking to was like, oh, it's gentrified. Harlem's gentrified. And then when we got up there, we got off the subway and I go, I don't think people know what that word means. No, this no. is not. Certain areas of it are sure, but the East Harlem is what, bro. I was, yeah, I was like, that's where it was. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, exactly, I know that. I yeah. know that Costco talk. Uh, I was looking at a place a couple months ago and I remember it was. It was right over there. It's like crazy how the Upper East Side turns into Harlem. Yeah. It's amazing. Because you like, say Upper East Side and everyone's like, ooh, swanky. And then it's like, well, now we'll it's Harlem. Cross 96th Street and then watch what happens. Because yeah. it's dramatically – it's a, it's really amazing to look at it because it makes me think a lot. And I I've, I like seeing that and I like walking. Like I, I would like walking from like 90th Street up and then just noticing the difference. I'm like, how does this change so fast? So like, rapidly. Like what is – and it, it's like, I don't know why, but I know there's like obviously tons and years and years and years of reasoning and whatever the fuck it changes. But there was one place I was looking at. And I remember I was like going into the apartment to look at it and like people are asking me for change and stuff like that. And I remember flipping out on this real estate agent, like respectfully so. I was like, do you really think I want to deal with like, like I've, I don't like living in shitty neighborhoods. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I don't want to leave my front door every single day. And have somebody fucking bothering me for money. I was like, what the fuck am I? Why are you? What the real estate agent said. I was like shocked. He like didn't expect me to like say this to him. I was like, you. Re- I'm like, you really think I want to like live? No, I, listen, I'm lucky enough. I'm going to sit. I just didn't want to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I used to live in that neighborhood. My, the neighbor, I lived, dude, East Harlem was crazy. When I lived there, it was, I mean, it's still, I lived in a crazy. I had Kevin Sanchez on who's from East Harlem. Yeah. He, he talked about it's it. It's wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, just wasn't my vibe. Well, that's the thing too, is like now that I live in, I live in Midtown East and that's where Savannah and I have lived this whole time. And it's weird because then I'll go to other parts, even of Manhattan. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like where I'm at, man. Oh, like, totally. Well, the thing is, there is though great parts about living in bad neighborhoods though. Yeah. Like that oh, needs yeah. to be specified. Like I, I, like but the ability to buy anything on food stamps in certain neighborhoods <laughs> is like a massive, like a massive. Benefit. Yeah, you could get like not only groceries. Bro, I bought but like- cur- I bro, I bought curtains like straight up, like a fifty five dollar curtain set for my entire apartment with food stamps. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I bought cigarettes. Like you could buy whatever you want in certain places. Yeah, you know? because so, they just yeah they just have it. But you can't get that shit in. You know the Upper East Side. Yeah, it sucks. You try to use food stamps. You're like, what the fuck's that? Yeah, get out of here, man. Yeah, it's uh, tough, dude. I wanted to ask you about this last story you sent me about Grand Central Station. Uh-huh. What happened, <laughs> Grand Central Station? Dude, I was like, uh, how long ago was this? This was, this was like right when I moved to New York. It's probably like four years ago now. Okay, so this is when you're in school, you're in doing school. the acting class. Yeah, I was. Uh, or the acting. It's the only time I got handcuffed in my life, actually. Uh, Which. It's not unbelievable, but it's just because I see how direct you are with certain people. But yeah. To me, it seems kind of like... I'm not saying it's... The, I mean, there might, there might have been certain times where it would have been justified, but this is the only time I was ever handcuffed. I was in Grand Central and it was like... 
it was late. It was probably like two, three in the morning. It was like the fancy pot. Drunk, sober. Shit face. Shit face. Okay. Shit face. Here we go, everybody. Like not even a- Here yeah. we go. Like th- two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Shit. This is right when you moved to New York too. Yeah. Where you say, is this when you were living in East Harlem? I was living in Washington Heights. Okay. But same, same, same. I was going on a train to go back to this girl's house. And, yeah, you were. Uh, we were yeah, no, it didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. But we were, um, it was just a friend. But we were in Grand Central. And like we're in the fancy pot, like the pot they show on TV and yeah. like, the movies and stuff. And they're filming like a- For the, real quick, for those of you who don't know, Grand Central is much bigger than just that one oh, part that they show in the yes. movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, because that's the thing is when I first moved here, because I live- right off the grand central line so like when i first moved here every time i'd get i'd like it turned around because you come up from the subway the six and you're looking around you're like this isn't grand central and you have to like walk you have to like backtrack to get to that like yeah the big platform yeah the major- the, unless you're like taking in one of those out of town trains you really don't go you don't that, go yeah there's no reason to even go to that part yeah or so you go to the apple store yeah that's true they have an apple store right there yeah. or that one italian restaurant that's up there on there's the- a bunch of sh- there's so much shit in there yeah and even the downstairs there's shit downstairs there too and is like, there in the basement yeah it's, it's super nice there i haven't even checked out the but basement. the majority of it is a new york city subway state like that's it's like, exactly what it that's is. the it's, that's 85 percent of it is it is not this like no. oh flash mob and just no. Friends kind of shit. But it is a beautiful hall. Like that that train station is beautiful. That part of the train station is beautiful. So you're in there. I was in that. That's where Housed. I was. Yeah. I was in there just shit faced. And there was like a movie. I saw they were filming some stuff. So I was like, oh, I want to go check it out. You know, Do you I mean? ever, as an actor, do you ever like walk by when they're filming and be like, hey, you guys need anybody? Not like that. But I like, well, I love watching acting. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. I want to go see what they're doing down here. It's like a big thing. And uh, they have like security and stuff. And this, this one guy is like asking me, they, they're like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm working down there or whatever. I pretty much just bullshit at my You way. said you were working? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, Richie said I could come down here. Like, it's fine or whatever. Like, that. just making shit up. Yeah. And act next, like you've been there before. That's exactly what I did, right? So I get down there and I'm right behind the director and the camera. Like, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I tell you, like, his, we were this close, like, his back was where y'all standing and I'm watching the shot on the camera and they're like setting it up. And I see the actors like on the other side and they're talking and no one's paying me attention, right? Any any actors worth noting on the show? Yes. Uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Get out of here, really? Yeah, this is right after the Black Panther movie like came out and shit, right? And I didn't even see Black Panther, but I knew who this motherfucker was, right? Yeah. So he walks over and I was like, holy fuck. I was like, that's the fucking Black Panther guy, right? And I seen him in other movies. Like I saw the uh, Jackie Robinson movie, the yeah. fucking Thurgood Marshall yeah. movie and all that shit. And I was like, holy fuck, right? And uh, he like walked over to where you're Towards standing. the director and he was, they were talking about something on the scene, right? And I was shit faced, but now I'm like trying, I'm like, I can't believe this is like- You're happening. trying to come into focus. I think the movie was, or the, yeah, the movie was 42 Bridges or 20 Bridges. I think it was- 21 Bridges. I, I've still never seen it. Yeah, 21 Bridges. They walk, these two actors pretty much walk by each other on, on set and like they kind of like shoulder bump and then look, but it's like they're on screen. So it's so technical. And I don't know who the other guy was with Chadwick Boseman, but I was watching him because I'm like, I remember his presence was so strong. Like his face. I remember looking at his face. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is a heavyweight motherfucking actor. Like this guy is like locked in. Like, like it was unbelievable to watch because I was like I just stumbled upon here I'm not supposed to be here <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm watching like someone who is as good as he possibly can be on a massive movie production just killing it and like and I watched like two scenes 
And know. still no one's paying you no, any attention. No, right? And I was like blown away. I was like, this is fucking amazing, right? And like, then they, they like rap, right? And I was like, everyone's like cheering and stuff. And I'm like, literally like, I was like, great fucking job. Like, that was awesome. And I'm like, I got to I'm like, now it's time to go, you know? <laughs> and I'm walking out and all the doors in Grand Central were locked for the train hall. It's so like we, where you'd usually walk out, that's 42nd Street, like all those yeah. No, no, the Lexington. It was the, the Lexington, I was say Lexington, Lexington yeah. Avenue. That whole side, like 42nd, 43rd, and Lexington. It's all locked, right? I was like, I can't get out of here, and I couldn't get in. So, the, are you back? You're back in that main hall area? Yeah, and I can't get out, right? And <laughs> I'm like drunk and acting retarded. And this security. Is the girl still with you? Yeah, and she's with me. And this, uh, this security guy comes over. He's like, yo, what's up? I was like, nothing. I'm just trying to get out of here. He's like, who are you? Because this guy, record, he knew that I was watching this entire thing, and now I'm trying to leave. I was like, oh, nothing. I'm, I'm just an actor. I just wanted to watch or whatever. He's like, you can't be doing that. He's like, come here. Right? I was like, no, nah, I'm all set. You know what I mean? And I, But I couldn't. Every, but you can't get out. There's like probably 40 or 50 doors. There's there. a lot of doors. They're all locked. Like they're legitimately all this locked. This is a fire hazard. So he keeps trying to get me to, because he wants to like question who I am, right? I was like, dude, it's a fucking movie. Fuck off, right? Like it's not that big of a deal. I just wanted to watch. It's like no big deal. I'm going home. And next thing I know, there's fucking two police officers there. No. Right? So they're like. So I tell them, I was like, they're like, what's, what's going on? And I told them, I was like, I go, they're like, oh, you can't be here. It's trespassing. I was like, well, how am I trespassing? I just, cause I did just kind of walk in. I did yeah. lie to like two or three people, but I was like, what do you mean trespassing? I was like, I, I, I pay to ride the train. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a taxpayer. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, this is where I was like getting fresh with my mouth and yeah. shit. And, uh, well, and is it, is it closed off because of the filming or is it closed off because I think Grand it's Central both, closes mainly, at like a certain That time. part of Grand Central does close. It I closes do know, at like I do know three that. in the morning. Yes, yeah. That's I why do. when you told me the time frame, I was like, oh But shit. it also was a filming thing and there's, you know, and then. That's why they're recording so late. Yes, because it's closed. Exactly. Exactly. Got so it. the cops are telling me shit. And I'm just like, I'm still walking and the cops want me to stop. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm going to go on the fucking train. I know I should have just. It um, always blows my mind when people turn to cops and they're like, no, I'm good. I know. But I was being a, I was being a moron. And uh, Get you, put your feet down. There's no one here. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, because it was a harmless thing. I know, but it's just amazing to me. And I can't get out. And then they like, they really lost their temper with me. Like, get the fuck over here or whatever. And then I tell them everything. I'm like, dude, I'm just an actor. I'm just trying to wash the shit. I just want to go home. Like, no, you're not going home. Like, come with us. And I was like, no, fuck this, dude. I'm not fucking doing this shit. Are you serious? And I remember the cops just like, turn around and put your hands behind your back. I was like, you fucking kidding me? I remember it was Columbus. Now I remember it was Columbus Day. And, uh, or Indigenous People's Day. But he, um. I was going to see if you caught that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. The next thing I know, I'm in a holding cell, right? In I'm, Grand Central? There's a holding cell in Grand Central, uh, right? That doesn't surprise me. And I'm, I'm getting handcuffed. Now I'm walking by the set again. Now I'm walking by, like, <laughs> I'm walking by everything I just watched. And there's all these extras. There's like, there's like a hundred extras, dude, maybe more. Chadwick Boseman, the director, they just like look at me and like, and then all the extras are like clapping for the cops that cuffed me. I was like, fuck you. Uh, are was, they? Yeah. All the extras are like laughing and clapping. I was like, fuck you. I was like, I was just like really taking it too much. So I go into this cell and the girl I was with, she didn't even get cuffed because she just kept her mouth shut and acted normal. They yeah. would have, if I wasn't acting like an idiot, they would have just been like, hey, go out that door. Yes. Yeah. Ex if I wasn't acting like an idiot, but this one cop there, this female cop is being a real cunt. And uh, she, like, had it out for me. So, next thing I know, I'm in the fucking cell, dude. I don't have my shoes on. Like, the whole fucking thing, right? No one else was in there, thank God. And uh, I'm sitting in there in this fucking cop. I remember hearing them talk. 
in a distance and i remember like sticking my head out listening like keep him in here till fuck there's no court till tuesday keep him in here he's being fucking this kid's a loud mouth whatever like just take his shit and i was like then i was like dude it's a holiday it's like friday night slash saturday morning i have not gonna i have work i was like bro i'm gonna be in here for fucking three days you know what i mean and i was like i know they're not gonna keep me at grand central like i'm like they're gonna transfer you yeah right so i was like fuck but this one cop was like he's like arguing that he doesn't want to do paperwork and shit like that right he's like he's like why are we doing this he's like just let this fucking kid go he's just being a more pretty much just yeah being realistic about the situation like i don't want to do three hours of paperwork so the cop comes over and he's like listen he's like she she wants to she's like she just has a hot on for you for whatever reason she wants you you know and i was like he's like i don't want to do paperwork he's like if you do all this stuff he's like if you just answer these questions so i'm filling out the form now he's like if you just fill out this form i'll fill it out for you he's like i'll get you out here in 20 minutes he's like just don't be a fucking asshole and just answer all the questions and it was like do i want to hurt myself do i want to kill all those like arrest questions and shit right so i answer them all and then leave and i got like a court summons or whatever so they let you go they let me go yeah i got a court summons or whatever and uh and then I didn't have to go. They told me I didn't have to go to court like Damn, a couple man. months later. I know. But it was so worth, even if I had to do, to see, to to watch like a great actor like Chadwick Boseman, um, to watch him in person work like that, even if I did four days in yeah. the tombs or whatever. No one, no one else in the world is ever so going to have that opportunity ever it was, again. It was such a unique experience and something I'm so lucky at. Like the whole thing, it was like without a doubt worth it. And I Dude. felt like it was a huge win because I was like... I got to see that in person, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I was in acting school and I remember going back to class the next Monday and telling my teacher Jeffrey about it. And I was like, this motherfucker, I'm like, you need to see him at, and then everyone's all, everyone already seen like the black Peter. Yeah. Everyone already knew who he was. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no shit. I know a guy. They're, they're like, like, yeah, they're we like, yeah, like he's like one of the biggest stars in the game right now. But I was like, no, I'm like, I was like, I was like seven feet away from him like this dude. And then. But it was great. Dude, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This thank was fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the coffee. Of course. Plug everything one more time. Uh, it's Ryan O'Toole, ITS Ryan O'Toole uh, on everything, Amazon. Just go on my fucking Instagram. I post everything on there, shows, all that shit. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, um, man. When's this come out? Oct- this will come out now. 10 days. All right. Uh, go Patriots. Pray for Mac Jones. Uh, I hope everyone's healthy. And <laughs> I don't know what else the fuck. Well, thank you everybody for listening at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the merch store. Get your ex drinking buddy merch and subscribe on Patreon. We'll talk to you all next week. Yeah. That was Thanks fun. Happy, dude. That was fun. That was a nice comment.